It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Welcome to the Bradley Wiggins Show by Eurosport, brought to you by Zwift. Find your fun with the cycling app where fun is fast. I'm Graham Wilgos, talking stage 17 of the Tour de France with Sir Bradley Wiggins. Yeah, you all right? I'm all right. You all right? Yes, good, thank you. Good. Do you want to introduce our guest? Bernie Eisel. Welcome back, Once Bernie. Again. Thanks for having me again. Thanks for coming back on. Murray to saint lary Soulan with a summit finish on the Col de Porte this afternoon, boys. What did you make of it from the bike, Brad, first of all? It was a pretty boring start because of the wind, really. And it was a long, long way on the flat um, until we hit the climbs. Cav scored points in the intermediate sprint right behind Michael Matthews which was good it took one point away from him yeah. which he needed to because that gaps down to 37 points now and then we hit the climbs and it was just an elimination process from the back really and UAE did a fantastic job today actually UAE actually isolated Carapaz yeah. which we expected to be the other way around that's the first time I've really seen UAE properly taking it on yeah. properly drilling it on the front with let's, let, sort of let's finish this let's finish this today attitude yeah, and I think that came from... Do you think that came from Pogacar? Do you think he said, look, I want to win today? Because I saw Mauro Giannetti at the finish and he looked like a dog with two d- He was happy as anything. And Mauro, <laughs> I can see Mauro's ego that he would have come from him today. Would you think? Yes, I, I think so. Because I uh, just want to put a mark on it. It's like, I'm here to win this tour and makes it easier for the team also the next days. And we have seen also Mark Hirsch being back not probably at his best, but really strong riding, and mm. his team just took it on. And Brent McNulty did a good job, and yeah, it was it was great to watch. And also the first time they really had to do something in the mountains because otherwise it was the other teams taking control. We've spoken a couple of times about whether or not UAE have a particularly strong team around Pogaccia, um, just because he seems to do so much on his own. But today, today is it they, fair to say yeah, they show no, they, th- they are actually the strongest team in the race on the mountains? Yeah. Rui Costa punctured on the Perisord actually never really got back so yeah I mean but they, they Rafael Micah did the biggest job today I think and Tade then attacked but actually he didn't ride away from him as much as I thought he would today the other guys Carapaz was as strong as I've seen him all race yeah he was bluffing wasn't he he was there grimacing away he wasn't taking any pulls on the front it was Vingegaard and Pogaccia who were sharing the load up the Porte yeah I mean I saw them exchanging words with about a K and a half to go Tade sort of said to him Come on, what are you doing? We saw him gesticulating. Yeah, didn't and then you? he attacked, didn't he, through the tunnel? Yeah. And it was all a bit late in the day. It, it, yeah, I mean, it felt like but it. I, I, I get the impression he was just going for the stage win more than anything. Yes, I, th- I feel like at this point, Ineos need a stage win to salvage their tour. And I wonder, do you think, Bernie, that Tade at one point was going to let him have the stage? Or do you think, and he got pissed off that, and went for it himself? Because I didn't really see the final five, 600 metres. No, it didn't really look like this. And I think he also wanted this stage because it means a lot for the team and the sacrifices the team did for him to make it happen. It is more like I was, again, impressed by the race knowledge and how the day actually rides. Because, of course, it comes also from the car, but he stayed calm. It's like, guys, I have the yellow jersey. I have five minutes lead, even over five minutes. 
you have to drop the other guys because you're probably not the best time trialers. Kelderman is back there and other riders. So you better do the job. And I think that is brilliant and, again, shows how strong he is and how much he can actually think being on the limit. Felt like a bit of a statement stage as well. Pogacar's called it the hardest stage of the tour. Mm. Felt like it was a, it, being it in the a, yellow jersey as well. And it is a beautiful climb. It's a beautiful stage. I mean, being up yeah. there at the finish, yeah. absolutely sensational, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Worth going up there. First stage that Pogacar was taken actually wearing the yellow jersey too. Was that important to him? Yes. Well, you can see it on the pictures they yeah. took of him and he's showing the jersey and just nearly ripping it off his body. Yeah. And that just... And he gave everything. We saw him live there collapsing in front of us. It's just, he wanted that stage. He wanted that stage win. Yeah. You know what the odd one today was, was um, poor Connor Swift having to ride on the front. For Arkea. For, well, for, there's only three left, aren't there? Yeah, for and Arkea Quintana Sunday. got dropped really early on that climb. Yeah. Which is a little bit strange, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yes, he does. But at the same time, it's uh, great to watch, actually, Quintana. Nairo never gives up. He's like, he's kind of smart not even having actually I've, I don't think he has the best legs he's like he's I would even say he's just average but he's showing himself and keeps drawing and he knows I have to get away before to get those points and marked by Wout Pulse Uran lost his legs today he did yeah he, he hung on for as long as he could but that last 5k where Pogaccia and Vingegaard really lit it up where's that leave him on GC because I didn't catch the GC standards as a finish Fourth at now. least in fourth dropped yeah. off the podium yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so so finger guard carapaz second yeah no finger yeah. no, guard second then second. carapaz yeah. yeah yeah before we go any further let's just hear how carlton kirby called those last few hundred meters on eurosport and gcn plus uh, sitting on his back wheel now and they're not going to do any more work you can be sure of that it's all down to Richard Carapaz he looks over his shoulder and sees Vingago getting back in here and decides to try and kick again uh, Pogaccia though is uh, uh, being held out of the wind here and, and just waiting to kick up a storm at the very end I don't know what words will pass between them once they get over the line here but I, I think there will be choice ones let's put it that way shall we oh 200 and, and more meters to go there is a final turn don't forget it's a left-hander just before the line and so you, you get a very, very late view of it. Now, the road does waver just a little bit, as you're seeing right now. Uh, no wavering for Richard Carapaz. He just had to turn it on, pour it on, if you will. Uh, but now they're all three back together. Vingago's got himself back in. He's going to be livid as well. But what can a young man do at a moment like this? Let's see. Pogaccia picks himself up. Plods back down into the saddle as well, just uh, almost faking the faking the attack here. Oh, and he's going to go round him, I think, screen from us. Yes, he does. There it is. Well, as soon as Carapaz took a look over his right-hand shoulder through the left, came Tane Pocaccia, and he's going to win the day. Vinka goes on his case, but here's the line. It is all over, you might say. Oh, look at that. See this? I own that. I own the day. I own the field. I just want to linger a little bit longer on that Carapaz bluff, chaps, because you saw him not doing any work whatsoever. Uh, would that have spurred Pogaccia on? But have that's you, been, have you been in that position before where someone else isn't doing a pull? Well, I think that's really what thought, I said to you. Yeah, that's yeah. what I said. Pogaccia has clearly got, you know, put the wind up him a bit. You could see that because I could see him chatting to him and... I'm not sure what the tactics were, because then he attacked and they got rid of Vindegaard. Yeah. And then it all sort of eased off again. And then Vindegaard made his way back on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's sort of... I thought if he's... I, yeah. I don't know if he was trying to win the stage rather than trying to win the tour. Because he would have gone a lot early on the climb, I would imagine. Yeah. 
the pair of swords as a just as a segue out of today's race always makes me think about you and Nibs battling it out in yeah. 2012. It was that was the last climb of the day, wasn't it? In 2012. Yeah, whereas, we came down into Luchon. Yeah, and then the last stage when we finished in uh, Perig. Perigueux, is it? Uh, Perigo. Oh. We went back up the side we went up today. Yeah. Fond memories? Yeah, I mean, I love the Perisord. You know what? You know, um, the Perisord's quite synonymous for British riders. Robert Miller attacked up there. Lucha Herrera, I think it was. I can't remember. I think it was Delgado. Yeah. I can't remember where it was. And then won the stage into Luchon. Yeah. Tommy Simpson, one day in yellow jersey at the Tour de France, started in a mountain time trial out of Luchon and went up the Perisord. So it's, um, it's quite steeped in history. Special mention to Phil Griffiths. Actually, I saw Phil Griffo today, and it was good to see him in Luchon at the roadside. He shouted my name, so it's good to see you, Phil. Bernie, what did you pick up from the roadside today that we might have missed? I think you haven't missed much, but <laughs> it was great entertaining again. It's like uh, it, I was a bit surprised that uh, we didn't see many more attacks at the start, but I think it was also everybody knows the tactics, and it was like. Today is a day where you actually could control it. There's not much riding in the mountains, so yeah. let it see how it unfolds. And like Bradley keeps saying on a motorbike, they never take the control. They just let it flow because it seems like today is really happy to make the race hard, make it fast. He serves around and he's, he's yeah. brilliant on the bike. It's amazing to watch him. Did you see who helped block the road at the start as well? Kevin de Koenig. They controlled it early, didn't Cap they? Cap was like telling Movistar what to do. Was he? <laughs> yeah, he was. He was gesticulating. Block the <laughs> road, lad. <laughs> Just means he's back at his best. Um, here's one for you, Pogaccia. We saw him early, early doors sweeping up the KOM points that were left. So is he looking to take home three jerseys again? No, he's the, not the, that the greedy. The jersey, the white jersey, and the yellow jersey. No, he's never that greedy. He's a nice guy. You don't think? Oh, I, th I think he. I think he might be going for the polka dots as well. Did Walt Pels hold on to that? Yes. Admit, yeah. Yeah, but it's it's close. Pels is on seventy eight. Pogacar sixty seven. Quintana sixty six, and then Mike Woods sixty also sixty six. Sorry, um, Wout van Aert on sixty four. Yeah. So conceivably, with one final mountain test to go tomorrow, yeah, yeah, yeah. you could see Pogacar doing it, taking the points again, and, and coming out yeah. with with no more points left to win. Could look like that. Who knows? Like I mean, I think it will just play out on the road. Yeah. I don't think he'll purposely go out to do it. And there's m another 40 points at the finish line tomorrow for him for the polka tut. Yeah. It's a bit like when Froomey won it. It just happens on the road, I think. Yeah. yeah. Just a byproduct of the racing. On Froomey's old team and your old team, Ineos have got one stage left to salvage something. Tell me how you saw it today, because Teo dropped off early. Then we saw Dylan Van Baal drop off. Van Baal, and then G dropped off. Queer's Husky well. went really early. Yeah. On the Pyrrhusord. Yeah. And he's, what, is, um, what does that tell you, though? Well, well, it doesn't live up to what Gabriel Rash was saying before the tour about seeing the old Skytrain back, was it? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I watched. Um, I was sort of. I, Zan, uh, Xavier Zandio, who's the, G, the DS in the car with Rash, were right next to me when Teo was getting dropped, and they were like laughing at him eating an apple. And I said, to, so I went to uh, Zabby through the window. I said, is he, is he, and he just like, he gave that like smiling Zabby, such a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it's funny, you know, you don't, they're kind of sort of smiling at, and accepting that, that some of their riders aren't up to the standard. But it's, and that's very, that never used to be like that. Yeah. Sean Yates now. Sean Yates had come off afterwards and, and he'd, he would want answers as to why you didn't live up to doing your job. Yeah. 
You know, and it's it, there seems a mentality change a little bit in that there's very accepting that the DS is. I don't know. It's a very strange thing. Plus, I used to race with those guys, so they're very. Um, they, they seem like riders still. They're not authoritarian. Mm. And I don't know, what do you make of it, Bernie? Like we were saying the other day, they're going to have some sort of shake-up this winter, aren't they? You always would expect it to say, OK, it's not running smooth, so what can we do? And we both know Dave really well. It's like everything will be looked into it. I don't see a big drama. It's like uh, when we look back, Garant was the leader, crashed out. Yeah, he, they've had and, to change their plan. And he's still fighting through. It's like chapeau to him. Teo is probably not at his best, and you can see it. It's like... He's still Tao, but he's, he's just not enjoying himself being... No. It is hard for the riders, and the pressure just builds up. And it's probably also that thing is like when you say a sports director will ask questions, but probably not in that moment when it's you're ready on your hands and knees. And no, it's just, okay, you, there's nothing else you, you can do at the moment. Tao seems a world away from the rider we saw at the Giro last year. He had year. a difficult season coming up to this with crashes and things, and yeah. he came into great form at the Dauphiné. Yeah. And he's crashed in this race. I, I actually think, you know, with the, he'll go to the Vuelta maybe, and I think he'll have a great race there. He could win the f***ing Vuelta. Mm. Let's not underestimate Taylor at this stage. He's, you know, he's a class act. Castroviejo, the only rider seemingly to cover himself in, in any glory, apart from Carapaz today. He was there at the end on the Porte driving for, for Carapaz. At that point, you sort of thought, well, Carapaz must be feeling great and something could happen here. Because you can, we've seen it before with Quintana in 2018. He put so much time into his rivals just in the last six kilometres yeah. of the climb. I think Carlton was saying on, on commentary he, he turned over a three-minute deficit just in the space of, of the final yeah. six k's. So were we were we looking at that thinking all right, or were we looking at that thinking Pogacar's still got this? I think it's Pogacar. It's, yeah, it's great to watch Castroviejo, most valuable player in the Giro. Yeah, again today. A bit swapping around with uh, Quiato. If Quiato has a bad day, just Castroviejo takes over. Castroviejo did a great ride today. Elsewhere, Jumbo Visma. Stephen Krauswick abandoned the race after no more than 30 kilometres today. We understand he was sick on the rest day and hasn't managed to recover. So that's Jumbo down to three riders, three. is it now? Four, four, four riders. Brad, we're sponsored by Zwift, the cycling app where fun is fast but also unlocks performance. I'm a big fan getting on there with the boys, David and Stephen, as you know. Yeah. I've been exploring a few of the training plans. Oh, yeah. Tell me about it. Well, training plans on Zwift help you improve every single time. I'm currently on board with G's training plan. Geraint Thomas, fun is flying uphill. I bet that's a tough one. It's not easy. This workout focuses on improving your muscular endurance, a pillar of any great time trialist like you, Brad, mountain climber or stage racer, to help you deal with hard surges and improve your ability to fly uphill. That's quite good, Graham. Is that, and do you find it's helping you improve? Helps you improve just because it's so easy to use. And if you want to find out just how simple that is, there's a special offer, a seven-day free trial. Find out more, download the app today. Brad, you described one rider today as like watching a, a pigeon dying in Leicester, in Leicester Square. Square. Yeah. yeah, talk us through that. Julien Bernard, son of the great Jean-Francois. I mean, I don't know. It was, it was Bastille Day, wasn't it? He was trying to get across to, um, to the move and he just got caught in no man's land into a headwind and he wasn't really going anywhere. And his team manager came up, Kim Anderson, and said, look, just sit up, mate. You're not, you're not going to get across. 
Do we think we might see a Frenchman do it on Bastille Day? We saw four of them in the early break, six riders in the break. Never. Didn't think I don't think there's any Frenchman in this race looking like winning anything at the moment. And it's sad because at one time you had like Sylvain Chavanel, Thomas Vaucler, you know, you had some great riders, Didier Roux over the years. And at the moment they're very thin on the ground. And I was talking to one guy from ASO at the finish about it and there's, there's a worry. Mm. Perez, it looked like, might do something on that final climb. He had the gap going into the going into the, the, the slope. Yeah, actually, I got a big fan in this tour of Anthony Perez because he helped uh, Guillaume Martin to, s to really make a difference on to the stage to Digne when it was really cold. He was the only guy really pushing, most competitive today. And that shows his class, uh, but I was also impressed, and I think we will see probably a little bit more by Goudou tomorrow yeah. because it seems like he didn't plan it perfectly, but he found his legs. So he lost a lot of time in the first two weeks, but he's still there, hobbling around, and did a great ride today. And it seems like one mountain day left, so the motivation is there definitely also for Goudou for probably a top 10. Yeah. They mentioned this on comms as well. Last time, uh, a Cofidis rider won at the Tour, won a stage at the Tour. 2008. Yeah, Sylvain Chavanel. Sylvain Chavanel, yeah. 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 So, so it's been a long time coming for them. Cav watch came in 34 minutes, 10 seconds down. Comfortable for him today in the end, well inside the time cut. Yeah, yeah. He was going really strong up the Pyrrhusoid when I passed him. Had all his teammates there again. There's no worry about him getting through this tour now. Yeah. So one more day through the mountains and then, well, could be, um, could be looking at a little bit more history. Going through the mountains, it's probably easier than feeling the pressure on his shoulders. Do you, th for, do you think so? For Friday. Do you think today would be easier than, than waking up on Friday morning and thinking, okay, Today could be history. Yes, definitely. Brad, would you agree with that? Or do you think Mark's just going to take that as a, this is just another stage for me, I just, another, just stage it as another stage where I have to be in position at the end or I can be in position at the end yeah. and I can get something from this? No, I think, I, think, I think Paris will be the one for him. That'll be the one that he really, winning a fifth there, I think means more to him. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's talk about tomorrow, which comes before Cav can have another crack on the flat. Po to Lutzardedan, 129.7 kilometres. Final day in the mountains, as we said, two category four climbs to get us warmed up, then two all category climbs to finish the Tourmalet and Lutzardedan. A uh, climb made famous by Lance Armstrong's efforts in 2003. Yeah, I remember Dagota Lauritsen went up there as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's, um, there's been some great winners up there. I can remember um, when I was a kid watching Greg LeMond and Miguel Indurain going up there. Greg was world champion, cracked. Indurain won the stage, swirling his arm in the air. So it's a historic finish in the Tour. Mm. Tomorrow's going to... I think we'll see the same players. I can't see anyone else doing anything. It's, it's backloaded again. So you've got the, the two climbs, two HC climbs in the last 60Ks. Bernie, do we think it's going to be another GC finish? Depending a little bit on Bogace, if he's happy now with it, and but at the same time, we've seen Richard Carapaz today going really well. So I think they they know tomorrow 130k's all in, and it's what we were hoping for so many days, and probably see an alliance from somebody else. And uh, Rigo lost a little bit of time. Probably thinks this climb suits me a little bit more than I was surprised actually to see Rigo losing time today. So it is going to be definitely 130 just worried they're gonna put a grid up like they did uh, two years ago or three years ago to to make them start at 130 that's a short stage he's, yeah well that's more or less Rigo's uh, deficit as well he's a minute and a half behind the podium 
more or less. So, I mean, it's, it's, not, uh, it's not impossible. No, nothing is impossible. And that's, uh, I spoke to Machin Fernandez, uh, lead DS of uh, UAE, and he said, look, that they won the Tour last year on the second last day, it's not over till we cross the line in Paris. And that's what many riders think. Podium is also not, not sealed yet for these three riders. There's going to be a lot of teams looking at tomorrow. As there will not, be, not just There will be. Not just Ineos, but there's going to be a lot of other teams looking at tomorrow as the last chance to win a stage. So could we be seeing a, a far more chaotic stage tomorrow than we usually might? Well, I don't know about it. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, once it goes uphill, there's only you can only do what your legs can do. Yeah. There's a reason that people ain't won a stage because their legs are gone. So many teams, so many riders are tired. So many in, in last chance saloon. You, you, you can't see one or two going ahead and, and taking a, a march in the breakaway tomorrow, um, holding to the end. Not anyone that we haven't already seen. Yeah. Because it's too hard. Yeah. Bernie? I fully agree because it's, it's like a shitty bar fight when they're punching the air yeah. and not hitting each other anymore. And this is the third week. you absolutely on your hands and knees and you just, you can land the right one and you're up there. Talking from the point of view of a domestique, Bernie, at this point in the race, how are you feeling when you've given all you've got to put your leader in position and you've got one more mountain stage left to go? You always look to see the Alpha Tower when you get over the last one. That's the only thing that keeps you going. Is That's it. Will there be a sense of relief for a lot of people tomorrow evening when the stage is done? Yeah, definitely. And uh, there's definitely some beers they're going to drink tomorrow yeah. and then going into the next stage but it's getting over it and finishing the tour is everybody that what they're fighting for you never give up the tour yeah and brad as a as a yellow jersey holder pogaccia how's he going to be approaching tomorrow same as every day i think he's extremely confident he knows he's the strongest in the race um, and he's just got to focus on tomorrow all right well we will wait to see we will leave it there for now thank you both thank you bernie thank you Brad, thanks again as ever. Nice one. That's it for this episode of the Bradley Wiggins Show by Eurosport, brought to you by Zwift, the cycling app that makes training fun because fun is fast. Thanks too to our producer, Pete Burton. You can follow Eurosport on Twitter at Eurosport underscore UK. Plus, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Download, subscribe, and rate us wherever you get your podcasts. From me, Graham Waldos, it's goodbye. Brad, we'll see you tomorrow. Yep. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.